Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Guns, Germs, and Steel, The Fates of Human Societies. In 1972, the author Jared Diamond, was walking along the beach in New Guinea when a local friend Yali asked him, why is it that you white people developed so much cargo and brought it to New Guinea, but we black people had little cargo of our own. To his surprise, Dr. Diamond found it difficult to answer this seemingly simple question. Why is that so? Yali's question may seem like a simple question about the difference in the production of goods, but his question actually contains many hidden caveats. Why for example did the people of New Guinea still seem to be living in the Stone Age two centuries ago, while the Europeans already had a wide variety of inventions such as steel axes, gunpowder, garments, soft drinks, and umbrellas. Taking a closer look at the difference in lifestyles of these two groups of people, we may connect it to the broader spectrum of disparities in the modern world, and ask why is it that people of Eurasian origin including those who have settled in North America control most of the world's wealth and power today. Moreover, some ethnic groups like the indigenous peoples of Australia, the Americas, and Sub-Saharan Africa no longer hold their homeland but have been subjugated or even wiped out. Around the start of the 16th century, European countries began to occupy territories all over the world. Why was it the Eurasians who conquered and subjugated native peoples rather than the Native Americans, Africans, and Australian Aborigines conquering or subjugating the Eurasians? Some people claim that around that time, Eurasia already had many advanced empires with all kinds of technological and weapons advantages that people in other parts of the world did not. It was these technological and political differences that led to the inequalities that we see in the world today. While this is an obvious answer, the deeper question remains as to what caused these differences in the first place. Historically, certain groups have claimed that Europeans are naturally more intelligent, and genetically superior to other races. Of course, today we know that such an explanation is not only racist and offensive, but also factually incorrect. So, what is the true cause of these differences? In the years since his conversation with his friend, Dr. Diamond has conducted significant research into human evolution, history, and language, and he published Guns, Germs, and Steel 25 years later as an attempt to answer Yoli's question. Like the third chimpanzee which we unlocked in a previous bookie, Guns, Germs, and Steel has also won the Royal Society's Science Book Prize for Dr. Diamond. In addition, it was a New York Times bestseller and has won the Pulitzer Prize for general non-fiction. The book reveals some broad environmental factors that have benefited the historical development of certain regions of the world, thereby debunking anthropological theories based on race and racial superiority. At the same time, it offers possible causes for many of the inequalities that we see in the world today. It can be regarded as a true history of the peoples of the world. In this bookie, we will introduce the book in three parts. Part 1, Guns, Germs, and Steel. Part 2, Time, Flora and Fauna, 
and geographical barriers. Part 3, China, Oceania, and Africa. In order to give a final answer to Yoli's question, let's start from the direct causes that first led the Europeans to migrate to the New World, and not the other way around. These causes include military technology, infectious diseases, political organization, writing, and maritime technology among other things. Just like the title of this book, part one of our bookie will also talks about guns, germs, and steel, which summarizes the key factors that enabled Europeans to conquer new territories. First, let's look at their military technology which consisted of guns, steel weapons, and horses. The conflict between the more technologically advanced Old World and the so-called New World began in 1492, when Italian explorer Christopher Columbus set sail across the Atlantic Ocean from Spain. In the following years, the most dramatic moment of the Age of Exploration took place in the Andes Mountains of South America in 1532, when the Spanish conquistador Francisco Pizarro met the Inca Emperor Atahualpa for the first time. At the time, Atahualpa was the ruler of the largest most advanced country in the New World with millions of subjects and an army of 80,000 men to guard him. Meanwhile, Pizarro only brought along 168 Spanish soldiers on the expedition. Being vastly outnumbered in an unknown land far away from home, Pizarro should have been at a huge disadvantage. However, the Incas with their wooden clubs and bolas were no match for their visitors who had guns, steel knives, spears, and daggers. In the end, a cavalry of only 62 Spaniards was able to easily overpower the Incas, and Atahualpa was taken hostage by Pizarro within minutes of their meeting. Pizarro later imprisoned Atahualpa and forced him to give orders that ceded the Inca Empire to Spain. How you may ask could the Spaniards no matter how technologically advanced they were, defeat an empire of millions of men with only a handful of soldiers? This brings us to our second topic, the infectious diseases endemic in Eurasia. Shortly before Pizarro's arrival, Atahualpa and his army had just won a civil war that left Incas divided and vulnerable. This war was triggered by none other than the Europeans. When the Europeans first came to the New World, they brought countless diseases to the region. Smallpox for example was introduced by the Spaniards into Panama and Colombia. In 1520, a smallpox pandemic killed the newly crowned Aztec emperor. The disease later spread by land to the Inca Empire. The Inca emperor along with most of his court officials and later his successor all succumbed to smallpox. This series of fatalities threw the empire into the following civil war. Apart from smallpox, the European explorers also brought measles, influenza, typhus, and bubonic plague to South America. It is estimated that these diseases killed around 95% of the native population that had existed before the arrival of Columbus. The diseases spread from tribe to tribe, sometimes even arriving before the Europeans did. Their destructive impact played a key role in Europe's conquest of the Americas. However, there's another issue that needs to be considered. When the Spaniards began their conquest of Panama in 1510, the Aztec Empire revered these invaders as gods and let them into the capital, causing the city to be seized. 
In addition to the death of the emperor's successor by smallpox in 1520, these events led to the swift defeat of the empire. It was not until 1527, a few years later that Pizarro arrived in Peru. Given the above timeline, why didn't the Inca emperor Atahualpa learn from what happened to the Aztecs and save his own empire from the invaders? This seems to be a surprising mistake. In fact, even the Spanish invaders themselves were surprised by how easily they were able to colonize the empire. To answer this question, let's turn to the third topic, political organization, writing, and maritime technology. Even before the explorers arrived in the New World, Europe already had a centralized political organization, as well as long-established and widespread writing systems. Therefore, Spain was able to provide the necessary funds, ship-building technology, manpower, and equipment for its maritime expeditions. The Spaniards were also able to communicate information related to navigation routes, military intelligence, and battlefield strategies efficiently and accurately using their writing systems. Writing not only facilitated Europe's political and economic operations, it also encouraged explorations and conquests. Furthermore, it allowed the conquistadors to draw from the experiences of their ancestors and distant neighbors. What about the Inca Empire? Although it also had a form of political organization, this became more of a handicap than an advantage. The Incas worshipped Emperor Atahualpa as the sun god, and he wielded absolute power. Therefore, when he gave out orders during his imprisonment, his subjects had no choice but to obey. To them, the political system, was the godlike absolute monarch. When Pizarro took Atahualpa hostage, he was taking the entire command system of the empire hostage at the same time, and the later death of the emperor caused the whole nation to collapse. In addition, at the time, only a small number of elites in what is now modern Mexico and certain tribes in the far north of the Inca Empire knew how to write. Most of the Incas still used knots as a basic unit of measurement, and a mnemonic device, which obviously couldn't match the ability of the written word to convey detailed information. For this reason, the Incas were clueless about the Aztecs' disaster that was happening only 600 miles away. Not only were the Incas completely unaware of Spain and Europe, they also had no experience with invaders from other continents. They had never even heard about similar incidents in history that had happened to other empires. By contrast, although Pizarro was illiterate, he belonged to a cultured tradition. The Spaniards of his time knew about many diverse civilizations beyond European borders. They also had knowledge of thousands of years of European history, as well as various wars and conflicts. Strategies that Pizarro laid out for Atahualpa in the conflict in fact were based on the successful capture of the Aztecs by the Europeans just years earlier. So far, we have discussed the direct causes that allowed the Europeans to conquer the New World. These include military technology such as guns, steel weapons, and horses, infectious diseases endemic in Europe, as well as political organization, writing, and maritime technology. This raises some new questions, why didn't the Incas have cavalries or guns and steel weapons or spread infectious diseases to continental Europe? Why didn't they develop political organization, writing, 
and maritime technology that could have helped to prevent their demise. In part 2, we will answer these queries. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.